Hello and welcome to yet another episode of VN Gotno podcast. I'm Ram Srinivas, your host, and alongside me, also hosting, is Mr. Jimmy Funnel, as always. Hello, Jim. Hello, Ram. Absolutely fantastic to talk to you today. Yep, <laughs> as always. And today we have with us someone who has been very elusive, actually. <laughs> I've uh, I've been trying to get him on this podcast for nearly a month now and he leads a very busy life so I mean fair enough <laughs> um but we have Sebastian also known as Pocket Hercules uh, on on the Wayne Gardner History Forums so hello really good to have you with us finally hi thank you Ram yeah the timing was never quite ideal so yeah. just a bit unlucky yeah, no okay. <laughs> um, uh, first, you know, I've I've always wanted to ask you, um, do you support OH Leuven? Actually, no, I don't want to ask you that. Um, <laughs> the answer is no, anyway. So. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, what I actually wanted to ask you was, what's the, what's the story behind your username? Um, well, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty random. I was just looking for a username. And I was thinking about, you know, uh, nicknames for players and whatever. And I couldn't find a good one. And then I came to NFL players and thought about Maurice Jones-Drew. And his nickname is Pocket Hercules. And I thought, well, that's fun. And Greek mythology, etc. interests me. So that's why I thought Hercules, well, maybe fitting. Nice one. Interesting. Is it a better better name? Okay. No, nice. <laughs> much better Thank than you. us just using our real names. Uh, or the mu- much better than like, like Hazard Ahead or something like that. <laughs> so, uh, no offense to Hazard Ahead if you're listening. <laughs> not so sneaky this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, actually, Hazard Ahead isn't. No, no. Sorry, I was actually intending to aim that at Hazmat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, this was solely meant towards Hazmat. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hazmat and Hazcat, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, on to the next very important question. Mm-hmm. Is there a Belgian club you do support and is it KV Kotrek? Um, oh, I wouldn't say I support KV Kotrek, but I do like it when they win. You know, they're a, they're a rather small club in Belgium, so it's always fun when they do well. Uh, okay. Kind of a feel good club. Fair enough. But so, you do support it, them? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not really. In Belgium, it's it's really I'm against Club Brugge, so okay. that's the only thing. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, uh, I I just wanted to ask you that for the heck of it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we ask every every community member. I mean, we made a tradition out of it as as recently as maybe for a month ago or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, how did how did you start supporting Chelsea, and what's your what's your story? Um. I started casually supporting Chelsea about, I'd say, 12, 13 years ago, um, mainly because of Essien. Yeah, I absolutely love the guy. So mainly because of him and then Balak joins and I love Balak as well. So that was clear. Uh, But then I really started getting into Chelsea more around 2010, 2011. That's when I really started following them and not just casually. So, not that long ago, I'd say. 2011, huh? So you got... Yeah. Oh, you! Oh my God, you missed the Ancelotti season. 
the Ancelotti season. Yeah, I was a casual fan back then. Yeah, afraid so. The uh, great okay. times, yeah. Yeah, uh, no worries. You're you're here for the Frank Lampard revolution, so all's good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's uh, let's get cracking with looking back at the games over the last week. Okay. One of which was Lille, and that was it was a good win, I'd say, because it's not exactly an easy place to go to. And we spoke about how Lille were actually looking pretty good in uh, Ligue 1, according mm-hmm. to. The underlying numbers, and I mean, obviously, they're fourth on the table, and uh, for a squad that young, there that obviously is a good thing, and there are no pushovers. So to go there and to get a win, even though it wasn't, you know, the most convincing thing, uh, I thought that we did pretty well to do that. And I mean, I'll take it. Uh, but Jimmy, what what did you think of the game? Well, um, I had to rewatch the first half because, well, rewatch. I didn't catch the first half because it was the first time. For over three months, I was able to play football again, and I just needed to lunge at the opportunity to play again, and just had missed it so much. So, I had to, you know, uh, come home in the second half, and the second half was quite good. But what I read on Twitter, the first half wasn't as good live. I then, of course, did rewatch it, but it's not the same. Uh, watching it back and having the, you know, the emotions. I don't know how this is going to end as when you know how we have actually won this game. So I didn't think it was that bad this first half, as some made it out to be. But um, I thought that the main takeaway from that game for me personally is mm-hmm. that once again, Lampard showed that he can be flexible. He Out of, the, out of nowhere, he went with a three at the back. Yeah, it didn't really work too well. He changed it back again. I just love that. I love that flexibility and that he did well in the substitutes that he chose. And it just all paid off, you know, and we won. It was a close one. And, okay, second big takeaway from that, William's really in a good patch of form. Uh, As much as it's, you know, yeah, I mean, I have been really critical of him in the past. Uh, I always... You know, stand straight for that because I still think that attitude-wise, I don't like William as a person. That's just the way it is. If people don't agree with that, that's fine. I just don't like him. But he has acted as a standout professional on the field these past few games, and he has just performed, and that's good Mm -hmm. to see. You know, I don't care if he's you know a crap person or anything, because if that were the case, then we could all not have liked Diego Costa. But as long as he's performing and Doing well for the badge. That's all that counts. Would you guys agree with that? Well, I I fully agree. Um, I think I've made it no secret that I'm not William's biggest fan at all, (laughs) especially since the Conte uh, debacle. The trophy emoji saga. Yeah, that really bugged me. Yeah. Honestly, I love Conte. I thought that was completely not done. So since then, I've really actually wanted William out, if possible. But I have to say, he's been he's been balling over the last few games. Yesterday, he was playing like a man possessed. It's good he to was. see. Yeah, it's good was. to see. Yeah. And actually with a smile on his face as well, which is something he goes through patches where you just don't see him smile. He's always looking so miserable on the pitch. But then lately you've seen him smiling, so that's good as well, I suppose. That's a good observation. Uh, just just to jog back on something that Jimmy brought up, 
Um, he said he appreciated the fact that Lampard was flexible in the Lille game. Uh, this was also something I was thinking about because I read a lot of people um, not be very appreciative of his formation switching. So um, I, I read a lot of people going, why has he reverted back to the 3-4-3? Is he being too conservative? Is, I mean, is it, uh, I even saw people say that it's not a good sign that he keeps switching formations because it shows that he's unsure or something along those lines. But, you know, my, my take on this is that I like a manager who is actually going to adapt from game to game, even if it means switching formations. If if your principles remain the same, then I, I don't see why switching formations is a bad thing. Like, uh, uh, allow, allow me to slightly deviate from the concept here, but you, you know Graham Potter at Brighton, right? Uh, yeah. the famous, <laughs> We've famous, heard of him, yeah. <laughs> famous vanquishers of Tottenham No, but, but the thing is, um, managers like him and even even... I mean, even Antonio Conte, if you want. Um, they are comfortable with switching between shapes, whether it's a 4-3-3 or a 3-4-1-2, Like, they have roles for players and their, their principles of the system remain the same. So that's what, that's what I see with Lampard as well. I see that his overall game is based upon a, a set few things. And when he changes formation, it's to adapt on a game-by-game basis. And for me, I've always wanted a manager who can do that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very welcome to the fact that he's willing to try out new formations in in games on a game to game basis. So, uh, yeah. Seb, what do you what do you happen to make of that? Well, I think it's it's great as well. It shows a bit of pragmatism. And Lampard did say he was influenced the most by Mourinho, so I guess that shows in the in the switching to counter opponents as well, mm-hmm. and especially in the Lille game. I thought it was. Well, probably the smartest thing to do because it's a young squad. They lost the first Champions League match. So you know they're nervous for the match, despite what happens in the Premier League, because that's different. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was fine to at least start the game in a more defensive manner to at least not get behind like 2-0 at the half because, you know, it's it's over then. So I thought it was smart, the, the better thing to do. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, and just as a last talking point on Lille, because uh, we want to move on to the game on the weekend, well, what did you guys make of Reese James's debut? Jimmy, what did you think of him? It's a very good question. Yeah, um, I, you know, I thought he did very well. It, you know, this wasn't a kind of game that I'd personally say, oh, he was outstanding. And so he was good. He was good, no doubt. But I wouldn't have said that he was one of the standout performers. That, no, that's he, just my perception. Uh, he was solid. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, yeah. And it was exactly. a very, very decent debut, without a doubt. And I'm uh, a starting debut, let's say it like that. But yeah. um, you know, there's still much to come. It was a, uh, as uh, Sebastian already said, a game which was, of course, uh, preceded by a lot of tension. We lost the first game nervy affair and he did well you know he, that was never something where one would say you know reese james is, is someone who might uh, have problems with his with his nerves and be a bit anxious that's just not reese james <laughs> um seb were you slightly nervous when he picked up that early yellow uh, because i mean i was but then i saw him grow into the game uh grow into the game 
and he was like taking pe- taking people on in spells and he just got progressively better until he had to go off so yeah that was yeah. encouraging i thought he what he grew into it he was a bit yeah. conservative with his passing uh, especially in the first half uh-huh. But then, um, yeah, the tackle was bad for the yellow card. So yeah. maybe a bit nervous, but I was nervous anyway. So don't know if that really uh, contributed to that. But you could see as well, he was solid defending, I thought. You you could see he was strong when going into duels with people. Mm-hmm. And then the quality of the crossing is immense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're Even we've from these few crosses, uh... all were dangerous. Yep. Fantastic yep. to see. <laughs> Some of us have always maintained that he's been the best crosser of the club since like 2017-18. Just going to drop that there. Yeah, I think <laughs> I remember you posting that way back. Oh, yes. Yep, when I yep, didn't yep, really yep. know him. So, yeah. Yeah. You did. That's good. Well, we're all getting along very nicely here. So, <laughs> but it's been a good start to the podcast. Someone, <laughs> we just someone, has, someone has to say no. Someone has to say no to Ram at some point. I don't know why. It just has to happen. <laughs> Maybe we no. will when we talk about the... Um, Southampton game after yeah, this probably. very short break. Okay, and we're back. Um, we have been speaking about the Lille game up until before the break. Now it's time to talk about the obvious uh, one, which is the Southampton game. And I mean, despite briefly <sighs> making us fans a bit nervous, let's say it like that. I thought it was a very, very, very good performance. Our youngsters were, of course, among the ones that were performing exceptionally well. And I think for all his doubters, Mason Mount has proven again why he has to start every possible game. I I just, I was, I just love Mason Mount. I like that. Keep going, keep going. Don't get, yeah. You're on a roll. Yeah, I'm trying to find something where I can disagree with Ram, but no, um, it's no generally really is the case. I don't, I can't understand why people are calling him oh trash and why Pulisic is better. Look, I understand why people are, have a case for Christian Pulisic, and I think he should be starting more often than he has been too. But he's not better than Mace Mount. First of all, they don't play in exactly the same positions. Only when he has been playing out of position, meaning Mount. And, you know, he's just four goals, you know, four goals in all co- or in the Premier League. You know, this, this is fantastic. When was the last time that at this stage in the, the Premier League, exactly. we had a player from midfield that has scored that many goals? I can't remember, you know, it's at, maybe you could say Room Loftus-Cheek at the end of last season, although that wasn't in the Premier League, that was more in the Europa League. So I think that's fantastic because he's the first one that I really would characterize as being this Lampard-esque player since Frank did leave us all those years ago. Mm. Well, it feels like all those years ago now. But, it, you know, that was just great. The way he took his goal for that second one, specifically the build-up play to that, you know. Love that. Love that. that was just yeah. fantastic play. William also playing a big part in that once again. Um, I, I absolutely adored that. And Big ups to Tammy Abraham. I mean, the endurance, the fight, the will to really chase that down. That First of all, you could see he's really confident at the moment. But yeah. also that he, he just, you know, it's working for him. And I, I'm ecstatic that, you know, he's being our best goal scorer at the moment at the club. And I think there's still 
great things that we can expect from him this season. And no one would have expected it. You know, I'm one of those that would have thought Mishibashwai to be our best striker who did score that one goal. And I think he can be great for us as well if he's given more minutes. But, um, you know, yeah, fantastic. I think that those are the two standout players from that game. Apart from William, of course, who we already mentioned. Yeah, William was like, he was like a man reborn, wasn't he? He was um, yeah. pretty constructive and productive with his possession, actually. No more, um, no more. I mean, excessive ball hogging and slowing down. And yeah, that was great to see. And uh, I thought that um, something a little understated about this game was uh, the midfield setup was um, a lot like the way Lampard used to set up at Derby. So that ended up with Mason Mount having a similar role. And that's why I think he had a good game because that was like a natural role for him. Yeah. He was he often found himself on the left side of the midfield three. And there were times when he would like drift out and he would let Hudson Adoy cut in. And um, he would even take up like that really advanced uh, midfield position. Like he would drift into that number 10 kind of territory at times. So that was mm. cool. And I think he he brought the best out in Mason Mount at that time. And yeah, it was it was just a lot was going right. And something that didn't go very right was... Uh, Fikai Tomori almost giving away a goal, which was, yeah. well, I mean, I, I hope he has a strong word with Fick about that. Uh, he did but, say that. Yeah, he did match. say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did say that. So that was good. And um, Seb, what did you what did you think of the way Southampton set up? And how, how, did, you, how did you think that we countered their pressing? And I, I thought there were spells in the game where it just devolved into either side losing possession very quickly because they were worth pressing very high. And another thing I wanted to know your opinion about was uh, Jan Valery, their right back. Oh, yeah. Who, I, th- I thought he, I mean, he took us apart on like three occasions that I can remember, including the goal. So, what, what, what I mean, what do you think we could do better to prevent that sort of thing? And how, how did you think we set up to counter Southampton yesterday? Uh, well, I'm no tactical expert, but I do think that, uh, well, Southampton have been called crap and bad by a lot of people following the Premier League, but I don't think they're that bad. Their coach is, is good, I think. He's good, Asen Hüttel. Yeah, yeah. Asen Hüttel, yeah. He's, good. He's, he's a really good coach. And they do have quality in the team, so I wasn't surprised they really gave us a fight, actually, in the general play in the opening stages. They've got some quality, but I do think that maybe they weren't really able to capitalize on it because they decided to go with Ings and uh, Long, I think, together, instead of going with Buffal as well, who has more trickery, more creative element in his game, rather than the more direct Long. So maybe that helped us, because they were a bit more direct and less threatening, so to speak, on the ball. Good point, good point. but they do have quality, a strong midfield as well. So I really wasn't surprised to see a struggle, especially in the opening stages. Mm-hmm. And Valerie, well, how do you stop him for one, putting a tackle in? I mean, how do you let a... I'd call him a wingback because I don't yeah, think he's, yeah. he's that great at defending, really. Yeah, yeah. But he, he does have uh, nice instincts to attack, I'd say. Scored some crackers, I think, last season as well. Yeah, he scored a really Rive. good goal last season. Yeah. So, uh, twinkle toes, that one. But yeah. you can't let him go past four or five players. That's just laughable, okay. really. Can I just quickly say something to Hasenhutl in regard to how he lined up against us. I think 
first of all, yeah. I, I agree with you, um, Sebastian. But I think what also was the right thought from for him was that he was trying to get behind us and he was expecting us to start with four at the back, which we did. And he knows that, of course, Cesar Pelicueta and Marcus Alonso, they don't have that. Well, they don't really have great pace, at least not anymore. <laughs> if yeah. whether Alonso ever had any, that's up for debate. But point being, I think that's why he was trying to exploit that. Going behind, as has been the case, that just basically our defence falters. Um, yeah, true. And, you know... I, I'm not going to say that the one goal that we conceded really was the case there because it was just, I don't know, it was a, a freak moment where everyone just completely shut off. Although that isn't freak that much anymore this season because it's kind of become <laughs> some, something standard, unfortunately. Uh, but I hope we'll get that out of the system soon. Point being, I think that with Long, he just he's really good at getting in behind. You know, he hasn't got the greatest goal scoring record. Um, you know that's this given, but I remember he scored a good few goals against us. He, back in the day. I was just gonna say he yeah. has really annoyed me over the years. Yeah, he is. yeah, and he 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 can get in behind, and I think that was the plan initially. And I I understand how Hasenhutl was trying to beat us. And to be fair, until Tammy scored that goal, you know they were doing quite well with that tactic. Yeah, they were. I, I don't think we were really threatening too much. Yeah. We yeah. were okay. Um, it wasn't, you know, flashy from Chelsea. And it was working for Hudson. So that's why you saw after that second goal went in only a few minutes later, if I'm not mistaken, um, he was just shaking his head. He just couldn't believe what the hell he was seeing at, the, at that moment. And, you know, that's the problem uh angus gum wasn't having a good game he hasn't been in good form at all recently he's a good player mind <laughs> yeah, he, well he everyone below saves, 25 but... is a good player for you but <laughs> point is that you know he hasn't been in good form and he showed that there you know because he should have done better on the first goal if you ask me uh, although the southampton defender left him for dead as well yeah but yeah but still you know i think it was the right way to set up against us um because they do have some aerial threat as well I'm not quite sure why why Vestergaard didn't play because he's really good in the air. I Maybe he was injured. Wasn't he injured? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense then. Um, and why wouldn't play Danzo because he just doesn't have the experience. Although that that kid will go to the very top, I can tell you that. Oh. Um, Austrian player, that's why. Got <laughs> of course. Right. Right. Yeah. No bias. No, you know bias. I, I just tend to watch them here because it's more of a exciting kind of watch than England in the qualifiers because I know England's going to qualify you know I'm getting off track here but point is it's interesting to watch the Austrian national team because you never know what you're going to get and they've got some exciting youngsters Mm -hmm. and um, yeah Danzo is one of them he I mean got a good reputation there and Hasenhutl was right to get him but he went with uh, Yoshida and um, I can't remember who was the second one. Um, Bednarek. Bednarek has scored against us. So I I, I understand how he set up. That's basically what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's it's a shame for them, of course, that it didn't work out. But that's just the way it is. It's not the first time either this season that they were playing well but didn't get the result against Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah. Tottenham as well, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Agree, and they got a, a draw against United. So you know, this this is a team that could be, yeah. you know, well over ten points, and then yeah, things will be higher. Yeah. yeah, true. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I think they're a fundamentally good team with a good manager. And I hope they... that Hasan Hüttel really has success in the Premier League. So I just wanted to add that because I really like Hasan Hüttel since his Leipzig days. He's what really made Leipzig what they are today. Yeah, and, I'd agree with um, that. And I think that he really has to stay in the Premier League. I'd love to see him actually take a step up in, uh, in England as well, whether that yep. be to, I don't know, Everton maybe. You never know. <laughs> After they fire Pochettino, it might be a step too too much at the moment. But you know, Everton, I can't see them hanging on to Marco Silva this season. So who knows? You know, we'll have to wait. Maybe and see. a big club like Bournemouth when Eddie Howe goes to manage Real Madrid eventually. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing, um, just wanted a quick word on was, um. Seb, you're from you're from Belgium. If I hadn't made that clear with all the random Belgian football references earlier, um, I don't think people know the the Belgian clubs really that you mentioned. So, <laughs> okay, well, he's um, Seb is from Belgium. For those of you who do not do not know him well enough from the comment sections, and do not know KB Kortrijk or Oechtlouwen, which I cannot imagine. But yeah, um, your compatriot Michi Bachuai scored a well-deserved goal. Um, icing, icing on the cake, really, and assisted yeah, by none other than the Christian Pulisic. Um, so yeah, the, I I thought it was a pretty impressive assist, and it was very good to see them it combine was. after their Dortmund days. Bit of a flashback there, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, what what do you make of Michi so far? I I personally I like that he's he's having some sort of a resurgence after a bit of a you know spell out in the wild at Crystal Palace. And yeah, same for Pulisic as well. If they if they continue to show what they can do in these limited minutes, then there's there's a chance for everyone, isn't there? Yeah, we're we're gonna need them. If we if we go a bit further in all tournaments, then we'll need them for sure. And Bachwai maybe isn't our best striker because Tammy is doing brilliantly, but I do think he is our best finisher. Again, yesterday, very instinctive finish. Didn't think twice about it. Just went for it between the legs. I mean, he, he can finish when given chances, but he can. He, he's been too selfish uh, this season, which I understand in limited minutes. You come on, yeah. the game's maybe already won, so why just want to make the heck you just go for it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I do think he can play a role for us. But then I did see reports today, I think from Simon Phillips, whatever. Um, again, linking Bachwai to Crystal Palace, maybe in a deal for Zaha. So in January, oh my God. if the ban is lifted. Yeah, yeah, the Zaha rumors are back. Yeah, let's, um, let, let's, let's quick, quickly move on from move these on. things. <laughs> um, what do we think of Callum Hudson-Odoi's first Premier League start in several months, Jimmy? Um... Yeah, uh, just to to add, uh, Simon Phillips was quoting the mail, so I wouldn't be too. Ah, okay. Uh, Good. Too, uh, <laughs> yeah. Worried about Relief. that. Although I don't, I don't mind uh, Wilfred Zaha as much as others. But we've talked about this in the past. Yeah. Um, regarding Callum Hudson Odoi, yeah, I thought he did very well. You know, it's the same problem as oh, problem. It sounds so negative. It's the same issue. Also, whatever point is that he hasn't been finishing to 
uh, no clinic. He wasn't clinical enough recently, and um, you can see he's still a bit rusty. Uh, but I think he's getting sharper and sharper. He's racking in some assists, which is just as important. Um, he yeah, he that's... he was really really good. I mean, he took on defenders more than um, when he played against Grimsby Town. I I think, and he. You know, he really had a go at the Southampton defenders. And he was taking up some good positions in behind, wasn't he? Just like yeah, Lampard said he say, wanted to. Yeah, he, he was really making duns, uh, runs deep as well. So that was good yeah. to see. Yeah, it really was. Um, good good to see that there's a there's a plan coming together. So um, I just, just think it's it's a pretty special thing to watch a team being formed like that piece by piece. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Still got to pinch yourself at times, you know. Yeah, to yeah, really believe I know. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that this is me like every every weekend. I can't, <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I, I couldn't actually watch the game sadly because I was out at the time. But yeah, I, I rewatched it today and it, it felt like every bit as special. But yeah, oh, yeah it's, um, it's bliss. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, just just on the don't, note of don't, um, don't lie, Ram. You were watching Bournemouth. <laughs> no, I no, I, I really wasn't. I wasn't at home. Otherwise, yeah, there, there's only one. There's only one game that I'm gonna watch when Chelsea's on. That's Chelsea. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to add that. Speaking of Belgian players that we like, um, Charlie Musonda. I I just read some pretty sad news about him about an hour ago. There was really? some news from the official Vitesse website. I think. That said, that Masonda is going to be out for the entirety of the season. My uh, God, not again! Yeah, not again. It's been uh, he he missed the entirety of last season, and she's. I mean, it, it's all it's all just become like one one blur for me. When he went to Sociedad, when he went to Celtic, it's just like he hasn't played football in such a long time, and he was getting into the groove of things this season, and then he so just had this. Oh, sorry, yeah, better. Sorry, not Sociedad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that yeah, we. I mean, we we wish him all the best. Uh, he he Certainly. he's still he he's still he's still young, relatively young. Um, yeah, so but he, he has no time experience. on his side. But yeah, yeah, it's just the the minutes it, haven't been there. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very hard, and uh, you've got to feel for him because he he's probably going to be like twenty three by the time he starts playing regular football now, and that's a lot. That's a lot to take mentally as well. So, just we. We'd like to wish him all the best, and we hope that he'll he'll surface somewhere at a decent level um, For this sure. time next year. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh, let's take another yeah. short break and then come back to discuss our next game. Okay, and we are back. Um, we were addressing a bit of a sad topic um, in regards to Charlie Musonda. Uh, but we're going to be talking about another sad topic now, and that's the international break. Um, <laughs> personally, that is a sad topic for me because I can't stand it. Uh, you know, it's the worst, it's be, yeah. yeah, we're going to hear some rumors. I'm pretty sure, you know, you mentioned the Wilfred Zaha link uh, from today. Going to hear more from uh, about that, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, what, because we did talk about Bashwai briefly. Do you, as a fellow Belgian, think that it would be a better choice for him, completely disregarding, you know, Chelsea's uh, 
Chelsea's uh, position here because, of course, we were one of them to stay. He's a brilliant backup. Could you understand him leaving for Crystal Palace, Sebastian? Well, I'd say it probably depends on how the the following month months go until January. If he's still only picking up um, substitute appearances for like five to ten minutes every other game, then I think it'd be better for him if he leaves for regular football, especially with the is it Euros or World Cup this summer? I don't know. Euros, but, you know, it's yeah. the Euro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not keeping track, so. Um, with his eye on that, I do think it'd be better than if he maybe leaves for, for example, Palace uh, to get regular starts. But maybe if Lampert starts rotating a bit or Tammy gets into a bit of maybe a rough patch, I don't know. Let's hope not, but it yeah. can happen. And he gets some starts, then I do think Chelsea would be a better place for him. He'd be surrounded by better players, more attacking style. So for a striker, it should be, it should be more fun to play. So I mm. think it depends on how the following weeks and months go until January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do want to see him play because I, I do like him, Batshuayi. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I understand why Abraham's getting the minutes now because yeah, I think course. every every manager would. Uh, do it it's walking same on way. water, uh, as Giroud said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's actually another one. Uh, Giroud is being an absolutely brilliant professional in all this, despite him already uttering uh, last year that you know he's not happy with being the backup yeah. Yeah. striker. But he, you know that's that's why I love Giroud. He's just yeah. such a class guy. That's the well, way it should be, isn't it? Just not happy to di- sit on the bench. But in his age, yes. With yeah. last season, where Higuain was maybe preferred, but still not performing, you can't really yeah. complain when the guy in front of you is scoring every game. So, Good point. yeah, true. Mm. Good point. But Good I, point. I do like the guy. It's important to have guys like that in the team. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And one one has to keep in mind as well. I mean, not only is he, you know, is Tammy Abraham performing. He knows this is a young guy. He's getting the chance. This is the youth revolution. And Giroud yeah. already at Arsenal. He's a guy that is absolutely in favour of giving these youngsters a chance. And I think maybe this has soothed him a bit, you know. And we'll see this, as we've already mentioned, the long season ahead. We're still in all competitions, thankfully. Yeah. So you'd expect our players to get enough game time and I'd love to see him yeah. uh, he had some kind of flu maybe recently yeah he whether did, that's yeah. true don't know if it's really true you know flu's often been the code word for be left out just because of yikes you know, well uh, but that you know not just not just Lampard just generally manager talk you know but point being we'll have to wait and see and I hope he'll nevertheless get some chances to impress uh, if not if only for uh, his new employer next season. Yeah. Maybe he will even leave in the in the winter. You know, we 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 can't say because if we do get that ban yeah, over turn, then yeah, I could see him leaving. Uh, especially if theoretically, I don't think Bashwai and him would leave, but you never know. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's to, you know to round things off for today because we are. Um, holding this podcast a bit, a bit short, keeping a bit shorter the, today. 
Um, let's just have a look at the game which is ahead. So, well, the long I mean, staff brothers. <laughs> yeah. So the game <laughs> after the international break. Yes. My long new staff. favorite. My new favorite pair of players in the Premier League. Are both the the long staff brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they played a, an exceptionally good game against Manchester United. Not that that's. Yep. You know, yep. impressive <laughs> nowadays. Then again, we lost four 0 So. You know, we're, we're the last ones who should be opening our gob uh, when it oh, comes down Man United. But, you know, still, Newcastle United are, I think, they got out of the relegation zone now, but they're still pretty much at the bottom. Um, they have some good players like the Longstaff Bros. Um, they have some really promising players like Joe Linton, who I still remember watching when he was in Austria. Um, all got their qualities. It's one of those where anything can happen. You know, if they exploit our defensive woes, um, who knows? So, Ram, what what, what do you think? Um, how could this game go? What would be your prediction result-wise? Yeah, this 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 could be one of those games where people have to. Get a little creative, I guess, because they're not they're not going to come out like Southampton, and this is yeah. Stamford Bridge as well. So, yeah, we we need to find a way to bypass the mighty MNS long staff midfield, um, mm-hmm. and Joe Linton is going to be he's going to be a right pain because he get he gets everywhere and he does yeah he's yeah he's he's good at picking up the ball on like wide channels and in midfield and um, bringing people into play around him. So that's yeah, that's going to work in their favor, and they they'll have some pacey options on the wings as well. Uh, we will probably see Christian Atsu play at Stamford Bridge, um, yeah. uh, not in Chelsea colors, but yeah. Um, I think that ultimately we will. Uh, I have a feeling Lampard will probably set up in the four-three-three again, and I think we will win comfortably. I mean, we should be winning comfortably against Newcastle. All things considered, it is a side that has been struggling a lot in the league l- lately. And even even despite their formidable midfield, um, I'm never going to fail to mention this. By the way, <laughs> even despite their formidable midfield of long stuffs, um, we should we should get the job done. So I'm predicting, I'm predicting a three-one win because we never keep clean sheets. No. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Seb? Uh, two things are certain. Indeed, we're gonna concede at least one. And Jorginho is going to get a booking. That we know yeah. for sure. <laughs> Trying to stop a counter. Yeah, he'll take one down. Uh, I think it depends on how, how soon we're able to score. I think we're going to struggle to break them down, but be relatively comfortable defending because, well, they're not going to leave their half much, probably. Just sit tight, compact. Uh, and then maybe if we do score soon, then it could be comfortable, but I do think it'll be rather difficult maybe a 2-1 win if i'm being optimistic yeah a nervy affair i mean that doesn't sound very optimistic but okay (laughs) i'm relatively negative when it comes to chelsea playing so oh no of course of course yeah and it's it's newcastle so they've already beaten spurs as well so yeah oh yeah Newcastle, I mean, they've always been that bogey side for us, haven't they? Yeah. But that was at St. James's Park, I guess. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, even even Jimmy here isn't the most optimistic one when, I mean, when we discuss predictions. 
Isn't that, isn't that so? Well, I do think predicting a win is pretty optimistic, so... Well, well wow, okay. <laughs> it's all relative. Yeah, I guess it is. But, I mean, I'm what a, do you... I'm a yeah. superstitious kind of guy, mate. It's, 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 I'd, I'd rather, you know, say, oh, and things aren't going to go well, and then be proven wrong, than saying, oh, yeah, we're going to win this, and then look like a complete moron, you know? So, uh, also... I'd like to say that we we will be cruise in cruise control here, but as you two have already mentioned, we have had this hoodoo when it comes to Newcastle United, and even if that is at St James's Park or now to be called the Sports Direct Arena, it's nevertheless a problem. You know, it's I, I don't know. I they have a good squad. You know, they, they actually on paper have one of the worst squads in the league, but they still have a good squad and one that can just hurt you, as yeah, you they're, mentioned. They're yeah. playing solidly. Yeah, they are. And that, despite Steve Bruce being in charge, which I just still cannot understand. But, you know, <laughs> be that as it may, they, they have some great players. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past Christian Atsu suddenly scoring against us because that's just the way Chelsea, former Chelsea player do, players do it against us. Yeah, it is, isn't but, it? Yeah. It, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just has to. It just it is written in the stars and we'll just have to wait and see. Generally, I would say we will win as well. I'd concur with what uh, Sebastian said that it's going to be a narrow one, like 2-1 might be proven wrong but we'll have to wait and see we have been very unlucky with injuries this season uh, or also already at the back of last season i really really hope i'm wrong but i kind of sense that we're going to have some high profile injury again because it just has been the case always over the past few months and you know it 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 absolutely frightens me to say so but for some reason kante has been injury prone and yeah. you know he's with the French team again. Yeah, he got I hate that last time. Yeah, yeah. I I don't understand that in all honesty because why you know why why do that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. That it's a bit of a mystery there. You know, if you have Germany, Bayern Munich. If Bayern Munich says you know, our player's not going, then he's not going. That's just end of. I mean, they even threatened to not let uh, anyone go. They, yeah. Yeah, if if Manuel Neuer isn't the uh, first goalkeeper, you know the, the the starting goalkeeper, which is ridiculous in itself. But point is, it's it's you know Chelsea's too lax in that regard. Maybe they just don't want to um, make any enemies with the you know, f- uh, football associations in the respective countries. But yeah, I, that that's my main concern for now. But I, yeah, I'd same. also go with a two one. Well, break. let's hope it's actually uh, for once it's kind to us the international break because yeah. it could help as well. Give Emerson some time to recover, Rudiger, uh, and hopefully no new injuries. Yeah, very good point. You know that that is also something we can look forward to. And while we're in the closing stages of today's episode, Antonio Rudiger and Emerson should be soon uh, should be returning soon. At least Antonio Rudiger, I think um, Emerson will still take a while. Some read somewhere it was like end of end of October, okay. but um, you know Rudiger should be coming back, and 
I would have loved to have still addressed Kurt Zuma today because um, he's also, you know, point of discussion, Andres Christens or Zuma and what happens when Rudy comes back. But we should be addressing that maybe next in the next episode, which yeah. will be during the international break. Got um, lots of we'll... non-transfer stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, next podcast, yeah. And we'll try and have a look uh, to get in something really, really good to talk about with things that will also interest you despite not no, there being no games, you know. We try to keep our audience entertained. We love having our community members. It's always great to hear some brilliant insights as we have today as well from Sebastian. Well, yeah, brilliant. Um, it's been fun, for sure. And, you know, I, I just like that. I, I like that it's not this generic... Uh, yeah, you invite someone and then just talk. It's just, we all, we all know each other a bit, one could say, you know, from the forum, from blogs, some one, people one might like more, some less, uh, looking at you, Hazmat. But <laughs> that is generally a, just a good vibe, and I, I absolutely love that. And to conclude today's podcast, I just really want to say from Ram and myself, uh, thank you, Sebastian, for coming on. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Finally. Happy to be here, finally. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and I'm sure we can, if you're, if you allow it, then we'll repeat this in the future. Maybe when Chelsea's at the top of the league, you never know. Oh, never that know would what be happens. amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, that concludes our podcast for today. Please do um, subscribe on all the platforms we should be saying this because we are on all like itunes on spotify and the megaphone of course and um yeah please do let us know if you have anything to add or if you disagree or agree with our opinions in the comment section that's all from us from we ain't got no podcast and we'll be back next week i'm your host jimmy funnel and signing off and keep the blue flag going high.